isn't marriage just a man-made thing? I mean, how necessary is it? There are plenty of great people who have families, but they don't do that whole marriage thing. And what if I'm single? Do I have to get married? Welcome to the New Community Church Podcast. These are the questions that we're answering today. Marriage. What does God say about it? Is it something that we just made up? God has something to say about marriage and how it reflects his love for us. And even if you're not in a relationship, this is a great message for you too. God has something to say about singleness and the power that you carry as a single person. Isn't marriage just a man-made thing? Here's pastors Aaron and Sarah. Well, good morning, everyone. It is so good to see you and happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. We hope you're having a great Sunday and you've had a chance to celebrate your mom or you have plans to later today. And if this is your first time with us, um, my name is Aaron and I'm the lead pastor here. This is my wife, Sarah. She's a pastor here at NCC as well. And we are so glad that you're here with us celebrating Mother's Day together with us. Hey, I, I know that um, for some of us, Mother's Day is a really big deal. It's a big celebration. It's a day we look forward to. And for some of us, Mother's Day is difficult. And if you come to NCC, if, if this is your church home, you know that we, we never shy away from this, that um, for some of us, we, we lost our mothers. And so Mother's Day is, is really painful. It's hard. Um, mm-hmm. uh, maybe just this year, maybe it's been hard for a little while. Some of us um, were not mothers and we want to be mothers. Our hearts long to have a, a kiddo and it just hasn't come together for us. And that dream is yet to be fulfilled. And so um, we always want to acknowledge and let you know that if, if it's a painful day for you, we love you. We're praying for you. Yes. You're not forgotten. You're not unseen. We stand with you. And so today, whether you're celebrating, whether you're yeah. with your mom, not with your mom, whether you're mourning, um, we just want you to know that we're coming alongside of you and that God is near to you yes, in, in each and every season. And so we want to take a second. We just want to pray over you today. Um, so if you would just take a minute, bow your heads, close your eyes. Let's just pray together. Lord, I thank you so much for the opportunity to remember mothers, God. And whether um, someone today is is a mother in the physical, they have a child, or they're not yet, Lord. Whether someone today is mourning their mother or uh, is celebrating their mother, no matter what season we're in, God, I pray this morning blessing over each and every woman. God, I pray that your hand would be on them, that they would be surrounded by your presence, and that your presence would bring comfort to those of us who are mourning, um, that your your presence would bring celebration and joy yes, to God. each and every one of Thank our you. hearts, God. And Lord, I pray today, God, specifically for those of us who are waiting for that motherhood season. Yes. We're longing for that. God, I just pray that you would comfort hearts, that you would Um, that you would let them know that you are with them and that you see their hearts, you see their longing, and you have a plan and a purpose and a future, God, and a hope for them, Lord. And God, I just pray today that you would lead us and guide us, each and every one of us. Help us to draw closer to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for that um, and for taking the time to pray with us. And um, I know that if you've come to NCC for a while, you know that on Mother's Day, sometimes we bring in a special speaker. Yeah. Sometimes um, I've spoken before on a special topic. Sometimes we'd like to do something um, specific for Mother's Day. But this year, 
as uh, the sermon series team was planning, we really wanted to stay consistent with this series yeah. that we've been in, um, asking for a friend. We just felt like it was really important. And so today we're not specifically talking about motherhood, yeah. um, but we are speaking about a topic that we feel like will connect with every single one of us that's listening today. Yeah. So, And I've loved every week that we've been able to you know, join into these conversations. These have been some great questions. We've had tremendous feedback as we've um, been together worshiping online on Sundays, but just the comments and, and the feedback we've gotten is so good. And so we're in this series asking for a friend. We're tackling some tough topics and some difficult questions that um, maybe aren't for us, but we're asking <laughs> for a friend. But we want, we want to look at some of these things. And what we've said all along every single week is this right here. Um, through every conversation that we have, it's that God's word is the foundation for our lives. It's not our feelings. It's not our opinions. It's not what I think. It's not what I read on Facebook. But we continue to go to God's word and we're looking in the scripture. We're looking at the Bible for the answers. And what does God say about the topics and the things that we're tackling? And so once again, as we approach today, we want to approach with that mindset of, God, what does your scripture say? Not just what do I feel, not what do I think, or what does this person experience? What does your word say? And then how do we align our lives with your word? Yeah, absolutely. So we always want to remember God's word is the foundation for all of our lives. And mm -hmm. that's what we build upon. It's a strong foundation. Yeah. Um, and so today we're talking about marriage. Yes. And when I think about marriage, one of the first things that comes to my mind is a couple of years ago, gosh, too many years ago now. Yeah. Is there a 13th birthday? At, no, it was like, I think her 10th birthday. Okay. Um, Angela, <laughs> our, our daughter, who is now about to head off to college, um, which seems unreal, but when she was younger, um, probably not unlike many other girls out there, she was a yes. huge Taylor Swift fan. So we got her. And I was too secretly. Yes, still is. <laughs> um, so we got her tickets for her birthday to go see Taylor Swift. Yeah. And um, technically Aaron was supposed to go with her, yes. but um, ended up having some uh, I think you have a migraine. Yeah, I had a headache or something. Yeah. So I get dragged along to this Taylor Swift concert, which is fine. But I mean, if you've ever been to a T Swift concert, or you can just imagine, yeah. it was pretty crazy. Cowboy Stadium. Cowboy Stadium, <laughs> right at the beginning when it first opened, full of teenage girls. Yeah. And um, so we get in there, and I can't remember the song that she was singing, but I will never forget this moment of um, Taylor Swift walking down this set, this beautiful set design. She had this gorgeous dress on and she's singing about her prints. And I look around the room and I mean, there's thousands of girls singing along with her with this look <laughs> in their eyes and they were mesmerized. And I thought, God, what is it within us yeah. that is so drawn to this idea of romance? Like we love the story about the princess and the prince and the happily ever after, we love those stories so much and we're drawn into them. Nobody has to teach a little girl yeah. how to dream about her wedding or dream about romance. It just kind of comes from us and it's not from Disney. I really felt in that moment, God, this is from you. Like yeah. you've ingrained on our very souls, this desire, this heart, this recognition of this romance, this idea that a prince would rescue us because he is our prince. Yeah. She, in, in the Bible, that's the story, right? Is that 
um, that Jesus came and he rescued us and that we're his bride and that one day he'll yeah. actually come back and rescue us from this world and we'll live happily ever after <laughs> with him forever. Yeah. And so that story, that, that romantic story is written on the hearts of all of us. And I really believe yeah. it's from the scriptures. It's from the way that God designed us. Yeah. And even when we go to the scripture and God's looking how to paint this picture, how to explain this to us. His relationship with us, what he desires for us, he points to marriage. Like that's the yeah. image that he borrows from um, to give us an idea of that. So the question that we're asking today for a friend is, isn't marriage just a man-made thing? And so that's kind of what we're looking at. Maybe you've heard people not worded exactly like that, or maybe they have, or maybe you've even thought that yourself. Like, is it important I get married? Like, what does this look like? Is and so we want to look at some of these topics and, and some of these questions that go along with that. And as we look at the idea of marriage, we want to start with this, this first question, does everyone have to get married? So is this God's plan for everyone? What does this look like? Yeah. And for those of you that have been journeying with us for the past few years, um, as we walk through a, a course together, it was a discipleship course called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. We talked about this. Um, in the course, but also just on Sundays. Mm -hmm. And we looked at this idea that God has called each of us to reflect his love to the world around us. Yeah. Now for all of us, at some point in our lives, we're called to be single. Yes. No one's born married. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, so, so hopefully no one's born married. Uh, that all of us at some point in our lives, you know, probably through our early childhood, teenage years, um, some a little bit quicker than others, we're in this season of singleness. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to rush that season in our life. Like we don't want to hurry through that. That's a calling that God has given us. Um, and we want to be clear, yeah, that, that we're not less. We're not trying to strive for something out there in the future. We're not just trying to make do in our singleness till we get married. Um, that, that's a calling that God has on our life. And for there are those of us that God calls us to be single and to remain single for the entirety of our life. Sure. And we're not missing out or we're not second class. We're not... Um, somehow lower in the kingdom of God or lacking no. something. And I, I think even a couple of months ago we had a panel. I can't mm -hmm. remember for the for the series about love, maybe. But yeah. but I think Brenda shared that for a long time in the church she felt like she was other, like yeah. she didn't belong because she was single and she was missing something that she had to keep striving for. And I, I think sometimes we've really blown it in yeah, the church with single people because we haven't acknowledged that. It's not like when you're when you're single and you're you're a young adult or what even in 30s 40s whatever yeah. that you're missing out on something or that your life has this aim towards marriage. That's yeah. that's not even what scripture shows no. us. It's not like one day you'll get married and then your life is complete. Yeah. That's so not true. In fact, putting your hope and your happiness into getting to some married state someday and thinking that's going to make you happy, that's actually going to set you up for failure. So we want to acknowledge that when when you're single, that's an incredible season yes. of your life. In fact, um, what he teaches Pete Scazzaro in that book is that you are expressing this breadth of God's love, the, yeah. the width of God's love that you can connect and, and be Jesus to so many people mm -hmm. when you're single and in that season. And God uses people powerfully. And so you're definitely not yeah. missing out. And in the church, we want to make sure to acknowledge that no, everyone doesn't necessarily have to get married. Yeah. That's not like the be all end all for mm -hmm. people, even scripturally. Yeah. Cause we see 
many of the great leaders, Jesus himself, Jesus isn't married yeah, yet. Paul the Apostle, you know, John the Baptist, there, there are a lot of individuals in Scripture who weren't married, and yeah. God used their life so powerfully. And so we don't want to make that kind of the end goal or what we're all striving to. Yeah. You know, Paul talks about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 32. He's, he's talking about this idea that, yeah, God has called some to be single. God's called some to be married. There's a difference there. When we're married, we show the depth of God's love. Yeah. And so, you know, in our singleness, we can show, like you said, the width of God's love, how wide his love is. In marriage, we can show the depth of God's love. Both of those are a picture to the world around us. And so to answer that first question, does everyone have to get married? No, and that's not the end goal of everyone. No. And so we honor God through the season of life that we're in, if that's in our singleness, if it's in our married life, we wanna to display to the world around us the love of God and how God yeah. pursues us and what God has done inside of our life. Yeah. And so the next thing that we wanna look at, kind of the next question is, well then, once again, isn't marry, marriage just made up by people? Yeah, like, is, it, is this some kind of man-made institute? Is it a human tradition? Yeah. Is it just something we've made up? And I think it's important to then, really, the question I went to mm -hmm. was, well, what does it mean to be married? Yeah, that's Does that great. mean that you have a big wedding? Does that mean that you wear a white dress as mm -hmm. a woman and that you wear tux as a guy and you get in <laughs> front of all these people and it has to be in a church, can't yeah. be outside? You know, what is what does marriage actually mean? What does it mean to be married? And so again, we go to the scripture to see, yep. well, what does marriage mean scripturally? And so if you look at the very beginning, if you go yes. back to the beginning of the world in Genesis chapter two, verses uh, 20 through 22, this is what it says. So the man gave names to all the livestock, birds of the sky, wild animals, but for Adam, no suitable helper was found, right? So yeah. the Lord caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs, closed the place up, and then the Lord made a woman from the rib that he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. And so from the very beginning, we see this picture of what marriage looks like, that it's this partnership that God has ordained and created. Yeah. And I love this. I read in a commentary this, that the woman was made out of a rib out of the side of Adam, not made out of his head to rule over him nor out of his feet to be trampled upon by him, but out of his side to be equal with yeah. him, under his arm to be protected, and near his heart to be loved. I thought that was yeah, so that's such awesome. A great and that's such a great picture of what it looks like. And I, I also saw and noticed this, that, that if you look, so sin has not entered the world yet. Yeah, Genesis we are, chapter 2. Yes. We're still yeah. in this perfect state of communion between God, between yeah. people. The earth hasn't been broken. And God ordains marriage and Sabbath. Yeah. They're, they're two of the only things, or only ordinances or things that part, these practices that God ordained mm -hmm. and gave to us that existed before sin entered the world. So from the very beginning, God gave us this picture of marriage where God brought the woman to the man yeah. and said, hey, here's a partner for you. She's equal to yeah. you. You're going to have love together. You're going to partner mm -hmm. together. And so there's this picture of this equal connection between a man and a woman that God ordains together that that's marriage. Yeah, and I love that because as Sarah and I were talking and just kind of that realization that even some of the components in that ceremony that we have as we start a married yeah. life together of you know, many times a family member or father bringing um, the woman to the yeah. man. 
and how God brought Eve to yeah, Adam. Like so cool. There were a couple of those pictures, that, the idea of covenant. So we see that a lot of times in the Old Testament in that commitment or that vow that is made. Well, once again, that's a picture of what God does for us. It's a picture of what happens in marriage. And so in the book of Genesis, in Genesis chapter 15, God makes a covenant with this man named Abraham. And Abraham doesn't have any kids yet. And God wakes him up one night and he brings him outside and he says, Abraham, look towards the heavens, the number of stars. If you were able to number them, that's how much your offspring will be. And so that was an act of faith because Abraham didn't have any kids yet. And it's that image of God saying, hey, I'm making a covenant with you. We're entering this covenant together. There's even this ceremony that happens where Abraham takes animals and he cuts them in half. It's kind of a sacrifice. God walks in the middle of it. And he says, if I break this covenant, this is what could happen to me. Like if I could be divided into, that's what it would take, you know, for me to break this covenant. Because he said, I'm entering into this relationship with you. He was entering into a relationship with his people. And that's the, that's the picture that we see in marriage. And it's once again, a reflection of our relationship with God, that when we're doing this thing really well, it shows the world around us, hey, that marriage, it's this everlasting covenant. It's this commitment that we make one to another. And that's it, how it is with God. He doesn't walk out on us. He doesn't leave yeah. us. He doesn't abandon us when things get hard. It's this covenant. And so the way that I demonstrate love to Sarah, the way that I'm committed to her and faithful to her shows the world around us. This is how God is to us. He doesn't walk away from us. He doesn't leave us. And that's that picture of covenant. So marriage isn't this idea of covenant commitment. Is not something we made up? Right. Like we came up with in our minds. This is something God demonstrated for us. And he said, hey, I want marriage to be a picture of that. And I think Paul even writes in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians yes. chapter 5, 25. That's where he's talking about what this union looks like. Yeah. And the, for a man, he represents Jesus to his wife. He mm -hmm. lays down his life. He sacrifices himself. And, and so I was thinking about this. And this is what popped into my mind. I know this probably never happens to you guys. <laughs> But we'll be sitting at home, you know, in the evening, already fed the kids, got them dinner and everything. And then someone will knock on the door and I'll go to the door and it's my DoorDash. It's probably going to be Wingstop because I ordered from there a lot, right? And Sarah's on the couch and she's like, wait a minute, where's my food? His DoorDash. Okay, my DoorDash. Not our DoorDash. <laughs> not our DoorDash. It's his DoorDash. And I'm like, wait, I thought you said your, your stomach is hurting and that you weren't feeling well. And she's like, but you didn't even ask me if I wanted food. It's and not, I'm like, it's not just about the end goal. It's the, I want him to ask. Yeah. And even so, if I say no, I so want I'm like, the right to Do you want me to order you something? I can get on my phone and order. No, I don't want anything. <laughs> and I'm like, I am thoroughly confused at this point, you guys. But Sarah is absolutely right in that moment, okay? Guys, that's something you need to learn how to say, okay? Get so, this on tape. <laughs> I'm going to record this and keep this on my phone. Just but so. she's right because we are called to think of another person first. Yeah. And once again, that's the beauty of the gospel that when we don't even love God at our best and when we're broken and when we're flawed, God comes and he demonstrates this sacrificial love like this, his, give, him giving up his own life. And when we do marriage right, when I actually get this right with Sarah, it's a picture to my kids. Hey, this is how Jesus loves us. It's a picture to the world. It's a picture to our friends. Um, those of you that know is when I do this correctly, it shows you, yeah, this is how God treats us. 
that he thinks about us before himself, like he gives of himself. He's concerned about our well-being and what we're going through and what we want and what we desire. And that's such a beautiful picture of marriage, of covenant, of what God has done. And so marriage, once again, it's not something we made up, but it's a picture to the world around us of the way that God loves us. And yeah, we were even having a conversation with my mom this morning and we were talking to her about that. And I just asked her, um, hey, what's, yeah, what's some marriage advice that you could give? Like, many of you know, we just recently lost my dad. And so like, hey, what was the foundation of your marriage? And she just said, you know, I think it was that we tried to serve one another. And just that we thought of each other first. And she's like, Angel was so good about that. My dad was so good about that of, you know, carrying stuff for my mom or going and washing her car or taking care of stuff. And and just serving her, Becky, do you need anything? And she's like, I think that's the key. It's not in the big things. It's in the small, yeah. every single day, little detail things of, hey, how can I put someone else's needs before my own? How can I serve? How can I honor that covenant and that commitment that I've made um, to Sarah? And so that's what we see with marriage. That's the picture well, of marriage we And let's be get. clear, it, this is not a guy thing. This no. is not like a, okay, definitely husbands serve your wives, but... We have a role in that too. It's a two-way street. Yeah. And again, I think that picture that God gives us in Genesis of Adam and Eve being equals mm -hmm. is that it, we each play our part yeah. in serving each other. And what that looks like in the day-to-day -day will look differently yeah. um, for each couple and for males and for females. But we recognize that the foundation of the marriage was that God looked at man and said, it's not good for you to be alone. Mm -hmm. I want you to have a helper that is suitable. We're, yeah. we're really here to help and serve one another. And I, I think there's this beautiful thing about the covenant that you're talking about and that even, you know, the, the charge goes on where God says, all right, so you're going to leave your mother and father, which yep. there weren't even mothers and fathers yet. Yeah. But God looks at them and says, you're going to leave your mother and father and cling to your wife. There's The two will become one flesh. There mm -hmm. was this idea from the beginning that this was a permanent covenant that yeah. was going to take place between two people and couldn't even be separated that again sin hadn't entered the world yet so there yeah. was no even possibility of divorce it was this beautiful picture of servanthood and mutual yes. love and connection and helping that would go on for their lives on earth this physical life and so i think it's important that we acknowledge that each and every one of us is responsible yeah. in this for this picture that we're showing to the world and and that's really it when we're Christ followers when we're trying to build our life on the word the the outflow of that is so powerful to the world yes. to people who are watching to see hey how do you live this out and it's it's bigger than just a marriage certificate and it's bigger than just uh, a, a loving relationship there's this permanent effect that happens when we truly love one another and serve one another in that way yeah and i think you know as i think about that once again it just brings me back to that idea we couldn't have come up with this no <laughs> you know no. we're not smart enough we're not creative we're enough. not we're not selfless yeah. enough to come you up know, with this idea there isn't that really thought in our head and so this is something from god this isn't a man-made thing no. this I love how you said that. It's before sin even entered into the world that, that God said, hey, let me paint this picture for you. And, and yeah, let me bring you together. Let me bring someone in your life that's going to help you, that's going to 
um, add to your life and help you become the best version of yourself. Well, and, so, and, and let's be clear too. So this is not two people living together. No. Um, and having some of the aspects of this, there was a, a idea there where God does bring them together. And there is this, there's an idea even that it continues out that the, the world was watching, that the yeah. animals were watching. Like this is a, a ceremony and a covenant that's made between two people for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. And it, it's not something that you enter into flippantly. Yeah. And it's not something that just involves, okay, well, we're gonna live together. It's something so much deeper than that, the commitment that is made. And whether that commitment happens in a park with a pastor, yeah. or it happens in a big church with all your family and friends, the ceremony itself is not what matters as much yeah. as the, the commitment that is made between two people and yeah. the covenant that's made between those people together. Yeah, because God had told Abraham, like, I'm going to do this, but he does something to kind of symbolize yes. that. And there's something powerful, I think, even in that kind of act of him doing that, that once again, yeah, I can say, hey, I'm here for you. There's something different when I stand up yeah. in front of God, in front of family and friends and say, hey, I want everyone to know that this is who I'm faithful to. This yes. is who I'm committing my life to. So I think once again, that idea of covenant, it's not just, it doesn't just come from us or it's not just, well, I want to feel secure. This is a God kind of thing yeah. that he instituted yeah, for us. And so the, the last question we want to look at is what if marriage doesn't work out? You know, what do we do? We're talking about, hey, God, this is a picture from God. This is a demonstration of the love of God. And so God warns his people in Malachi chapter two, verses 14 through 16, um, the Lord said, hey, I'm a witness between you and the wife of your youth, mm. and you've not been faithful to her, though she is your companion and she's your wife, once again, by covenant, okay? Yeah. okay? And so God starts to talk about this union that he made, and in verse 16, he says this. He says, I actually hate divorce, and I'm kind of paraphrasing that, but it says God hates divorce. As much as he hates violence, the Lord of hosts, so guard yourself in your mm. spirit and do not be faithless. And so thinking about that, like looking at what God is saying is he's saying, hey, I don't want you to break covenant once again, because this is a picture to the world around us. And so we know when things get difficult, God doesn't walk away from us. Even when I mess up yeah. and when I make mistakes, God is so faithful, so loving. He doesn't just walk away from us. And so we are people, and the challenge here is we fight for our marriage. Yeah. We yeah. fight for the covenant that we've made. We work on our marriage. And Sarah and I have made this agreement that divorce is not an option. So she's stuck with me, you guys. <laughs> like she, she's not getting away from me. But some people may say, well, doesn't that feel like a burden or that's so horrible? It's not because what it lets me know is I don't have another option. I'm going to make this the best marriage. I have no other marriage options. Like I need to make this the best because this is who God has given me. This is who I've committed my life to. And so it's not just a flippant thing like, hey, if it doesn't work out, we'll just go find someone else or I'll go try again. No, this is a covenant that I've committed my life, my love, all that I am to Sarah to, to grow her, to develop her. She's committed the same thing to me. And so when we look at that, like we want to honor marriage. We want to honor that covenant and we don't just want to look, you know, at the first sign of trouble, we'll try to get out well, of this. Well, and the difficulty with that is exactly what we're talking about in this series is the foundation for our lives can't be our feelings. Yeah. That's hard. 
right? So this is part, this is the big thing about following Christ. That's is good, yeah. He says, hey, I'm Lord over all of your life. And my word is actually the foundation you're going to build your yeah. life upon, not on how you feel. Well, that's very countercultural for us. It's a yeah. big shift. And so when it comes to marriage, it's the same thing. God's saying, hey, your marriage isn't built on your feelings. Your marriage isn't built on your happiness. Yeah. Your marriage isn't built upon whether you're, you wake up next to someone that looks amazing and doesn't have morning <laughs> breath. Like that's not <laughs> how this works. It's we made a covenant that yeah. stands the test of time and there's this powerful love that shines through to mm -hmm. one another and to the world when we stand by that covenant just no matter how we feel and i know yeah. that's hard it's difficult if it were easy we wouldn't have divorce yeah. it wouldn't be an issue um, but we do want to acknowledge that there there are times that marriage breaks down yeah. and it falls yeah, apart and that's not a that's not a message of condemnation. That's not that if you're sitting here hearing this and you're divorced, you're like, all right, well, I give up. Like I already blew it. That's not how this works. Yeah. Um, I mean, God is a redemptive God, and He loves to redeem our brokenness. Yeah. And and so sometimes that happens. Sometimes divorce happens. Um, and so I think it's important that that we acknowledge that it's not yeah. unforgivable. No. Um, it's not the end of our lives. It's not the end of our faith. Um, it just like in all things in our life that we face that are broken, we give them to God, we yeah. trust him with that, and we keep striving to live as he wants us yeah. to live. So I think the challenge there is, hey, if we're married, man, fight for that marriage. Make it the best marriage. Um, if you have walked through divorce or people close to you have walked through divorce, once again, it's not the condemnation, but it's saying, hey, if I am remarried, I'm just not looking at divorce as the easy option. Like I recognize the covenant that I've made. I want to honor God through that. And so we're looking at that as well. Yeah. And I think I, you know, when, when we talk about this, I, I think personally, um, we don't want to skip over the fact that we know that committing through your marriage is going to be difficult yeah, and you're going to face difficult things. Some of us more challenging than others. I grew up in a house where my my parents are, were married. My dad was an addict for years. And as a teenager who wasn't following Jesus, I would tell my mom, why don't you just divorce him? Why don't you just get rid of him? And she didn't. And my dad and my mom now are have been happily married yeah. um, for decades. And my dad has been clean for years. And they have this beautiful picture of this love that has endured so much hardship. And my mom has gone through health struggles for the last 10 years. And she just was telling me a couple weeks ago, she said, you know, your dad serves me every day. He takes care of me. He loves me. And she's, she said, I feel like we're the most in love that we've ever been in my yeah. entire life. And I'm so thankful she didn't give up. I know it was hard. I know it was painful. Yeah. But the love that they have is so beautiful together. The way that they love each other and take care of each other. And so if you're going through a challenging time in your marriage, if you're facing an affair or you're facing an addiction or you're facing something that is difficult, just know God's with you in that. And we don't skip over the hardship. We don't skip yeah. over the fact that it's painful. But we do know that that you can make it. You can continue to fight for your marriage and continue to love selflessly. Even when it's painful, that's exactly what Jesus did. So you are exemplifying the love of Jesus yeah. when you do that. So how do we apply this? So okay. we want to say a couple of things. 
is if you're single, once again, you reflect the width of God's love. Yeah. And if you're in a season of singleness or maybe God's called you, yeah, um, for singleness for the entirety of your life, you recognize marriage for what it is, that it is a picture of God's love, but you're not looking for it for like completion or, hey, it's going to complete my life or fulfill my life. Like I honor God in the singleness that I have right now. And I show God's love the way that I've been called to do that. Yeah, that's great. And then if you're married, recognize that you're showing the depth of God's love, this deep commitment that you make to one other person, only one other person, it it reflects that. So be intentional about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Continue to reflect the character of Christ in your marriage. It's challenging, but it's a challenge. It's it's one of those things that only comes through the difficulty. We only learn to love at this deeper level as we continue to push through it and continue to face that. So be intentional, make it a priority that your marriage is, it's God and then it's your spouse. Yeah. That's your priorities from the top down and you make sure that you keep that in its right perspective. Yeah. And then we wanna say, um, because we know that you may know people, there may be some of you that are watching that are in this state. If you are single but you're acting like you're married, stop, okay? I know that may sound a little harsh, but that's an encouragement, stop. Because what we can do in that moment is, as we talked about marriage being a picture of the love of God, even our singleness being a picture of the love of God, we could be inadvertently telling the world, hey, I can get the benefits of following Jesus without really committing to it. Man, that's good. And so that's what we can do in our single life when we're acting like we're married. Hey, I don't really have to commit to you. I don't really have to enter this covenant. Um, I don't really have to be faithful, but I want some of the benefits of being married to you. And that's just a dangerous place to be. It's not God's design for our life, and that's not the story we want to be telling the world around us of, hey, kind of try to get God's blessings, but you don't really have to commit to them. That's not the picture we want to paint. So if you're single but acting like you're married, stop and honor God in this season of your life. And if God's calling you to be married, step into that commitment, step into that faithfulness, make that covenant, receive all the blessings of God, and demonstrate the love of God as he actually um, lives it out in front of us. And so we wanna encourage you with that as well. So let's pray um, here this morning. Let's pray over uh, marriages, but let's also take a moment and pray for some of you that are listening that may be struggling with this question in your own life. And so I'm gonna ask you to take a moment and just bow your head and close your eyes and maybe reflect on this. And you may be listening this morning and, and what I sense that God may be speaking to you is, you felt like you're on the outside and that you're outside of this relationship and maybe that you'll never be worthy of God, that you'll never be able to accept his favor or his forgiveness. And the beauty of the gospel is in spite of our brokenness, he loves us. Like I said, it's this beautiful picture of marriage. Like Sarah said at the beginning, he comes and he rescues us and he redeems us and he wants to give us this amazing, abundant life is how he talks about it. Maybe that's not the picture you've had of God, but as you've been listening this morning, he could be reminding you of that. Maybe you're sensing his spirit. You don't even know how to describe it, but you're feeling something you've not felt before. And we wanna pray with you. You can't fix yourself on your own, but the word of God tells us that Jesus came, he gave his life so that we could be brought back into right relationship with God. And if that's you, I'm gonna encourage all of us Let's say this prayer together. You may be saying it for the first time. Maybe you're recommitting your life to Christ. Maybe you've prayed this before, but let's pray this together. Jesus, I come to you. Jesus, I come to you. 
And Lord, I need your forgiveness. Lord, I need your forgiveness. I've been walking outside of a relationship with you. I've been walking outside a relationship with you. And I'm coming back to you. And I'm coming back to you. And so I pray, forgive my sins. And I pray, forgive my sins. Be the savior of my life. Be the savior of my life. Be the Lord of my life. Be the Lord of my life. Give me a brand new start. Give me a brand new start. God, I enter into this covenant with you. God, I enter into this covenant with you. And I pray this in your name. And I pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. And so the Bible tells us that all of heaven's rejoicing, right? That that heaven's celebrating. If even one person has prayed that prayer, when we commit our lives to Christ or when we come back to God, that all of heaven is rejoicing. And so we're celebrating with you. I believe this. God is giving you a brand new start this morning, that he's doing something and he's working inside of your life um, to change you and to renew you and to demonstrate his love. Thanks for listening to this week's message. This week, reflect on how your singleness or your marriage can reflect the love of God to people that need to see God's love. Here at NCC, we are all about making people and places new, and we want to know how we can help you grow in your faith. So connect with us online at newcommunity.co. We would love to hear from you.